Welcome to I Speak Human, a podcast about navigating the human experience by way of the stars. I'm your host, intuitive astrologer, Akashic record reader, and fellow human, Victoria Greer Stevens. Join me each week as we look to the stars to answer life's big questions. Who are we? Where are we going? And why are we here? This is I Speak Human. Welcome back. I hope you guys are having a terrific start to your March. And I've gotten some great feedback from last week's episode. So I'm really happy to hear that that was supportive and helpful for you all. Um, I wanted to throw out before we jump into this episode. So what this episode is, is a deep dive into the energy of March. So this is right now on my Patreon page. My guides have given me some instructions this week about my Patreon page, and it is going to be changing and shifting, and it's going to be more focused on giving people free content. Um, and it's going to be, I believe, changed into a Facebook group where I put the deep dive forecast along with monthly meditations out for everybody and then also a place where people can ask questions and interact and this will be free. So I don't have that set up yet, but that is what I've been guided to do and I'm really excited about it, but I wanted to just go ahead and share with you all the deep dive into March. So this is a day by day for the most part forecast of this month. So I believe the first transit I talk about starts today, March 2nd. And yeah, this is going to be so, so helpful for you. So right now, this is the audio. I don't have the PDF available yet, but I'm going to be getting that together soon as I, yeah, situate and kind of figure out a little bit more of this Facebook group and what that's going to look like. I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be a really wonderful space and be able to share a lot more free content with you guys and help support you on your journey. So if that's something you're interested in, stay tuned, go follow me on Instagram at Victoria G. Stevens. But I also wanted to make an announcement because I launched this special after I launched last week's episode. I am running a $99 special on all of my sessions right now. That's right. All of my sessions. Um, and when you're hearing this, if you hear it in real time, there's still two more days left to get sessions. Now you may not be able to use the link if you're trying to book less than 24 hours. So what I would suggest is DM me on Instagram at Victoria G Stevens. Um, or if you don't have Instagram, you can email me Victoria Greer Stevens at gmail.com. And I'll post both of those below and it's with the code magic March. And I'll have all this in the show notes as well and how you can book. But if you you have been wanting an astrology reading, wanting an Akashic Records reading, wanting some guidance or some Reiki, take advantage of this. $99. This is over half of my regular price. It's such a phenomenal deal. And I'm going to be running more specials like this through the month of March, but probably not one, honestly, that's that much of a steal. Now, the catch is, is you need to use the sessions within the next two days. So I have spaces available tomorrow, which would be Friday, March 3rd, and as well as Saturday, March 4th. I have times available. Try to book on the link. If it's less than 24 hours, you may not even see any openings. Um, but feel free to DM me and reach out and let me know that you're a listener of the podcast and that you would like a session and I'll be happy to give you the $99 rate. Um, yeah. 
Okay, I this is actually a pretty long episode um, because this was recorded for my Patreon. And so it's, I think, an hour and a half, maybe two hours. It is pretty lengthy, but it is going through every single detail of March. We're also talk about the full moon and new moon. Now I will be telling you some things on there that like, Oh, the new moon rituals are available on Patreon. The full moon rituals are available. Obviously those aren't available because this isn't my Patreon. (laughs) Um, and I don't think I'm going to have those available in the Facebook group just because it's not been something that I've necessarily seen has been super beneficial. The things that I've seen people really enjoy are the meditations and the monthly forecast And as much as I love providing new moon, full moon rituals for my clients, doing it for everybody, it's a little, it's a lot of time. So, you know, I am recalibrating and just kind of reorienting. And that's something if you're a follower of me and you listen and you've been in my world, you know, I tend to pivot a lot. But my goal this year is to not stop things. It's to continue going. And that is a problem I've had in the past just in business is the stop, go, stop, go, stop, go. And part of that's my manifestor generator energy. Part of that's because I have so much cardinal energy in my chart. I like to start things, but I don't always complete them. And that's something I'm really challenging myself on this year of not letting that be an excuse and trying to build some more consistency into my world. But also when I'm seeing something not working And the Patreon just, it hasn't been lighting me up. It's not really been serving people the way I've wanted it to. I was like, okay, I know I needed to do this material, but what, what, how do I need to do it? How do I need to share this with people? And then my guide showed me today, put it in a Facebook group so that people can have this information and we'll, and have different freebies available for them and also be available to ask questions. And I'm really, as Saturn is moving into Pisces, I'm just seeing more and more that we really need support. And I know that we don't always have the money to get a session or even join a Patreon group. And I totally get that. So obviously I can't give everything away for free, but I'm really trying my damnedest throughout 2023, but especially over the next few few months to just get out as much free content and free resources as possible and really just wanting to help support you all. And obviously please come get and and also putting out these really great discounts so that, you know, if my rates are a little high for you right now, but maybe my discount rates will be a lot lower. And if you want to be the first to know about the discounts, make sure to subscribe to my email list. I'll also announce it on Instagram, but my email list is the ones that find out first. Um, obviously some of my existing clients tend to find out first, but if you're on my email list, then you'll be one of those people. Okay. Without further ado, let's get into this episode. March is going to be crazy. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of shifts. I'm really excited about it. And I cannot wait to hear y'all's feedback and how the astrology is lining up for you. Okay. Enjoy the episode. (music) 
Hello, hello. Welcome to your March deep dive. This month has got so much energetically going on. We have two massive chariot transits happening this month that are going to set the tone for the next three and then 20 years. Yes, I said that 20 years. We have Saturn, the planet of discipline, responsibility, limitation, delay, moving from the sign of Aquarius to the sign of Pisces. And then we also have Pluto, which has been in Capricorn since 2008, moving into Aquarius. Now it's not going to stay in Aquarius. It will end up retrograding um, again this summer. And, but it is starting a cycle that is going to be lasting until 2043. Yep. 2043. So I'll talk more about that in this next, later on in this uh, episode. And yeah, let's go ahead and get right into it. So starting off the month, we have Venus conjunct Jupiter in the sign of Aries. Okay, so these are our two benefic planets. Venus rules our finances, our relationships, our sense of aesthetics, beauty, creativity. Jupiter is expansion, optimism, higher learning, religion, spirituality, um, it, and it's also just a big exclamation point. So when Jupiter and Venus come together in the sky, we can expect really powerful things to happen. Now, they're in the sign of Aries, which is not necessarily the most comfortable place for especially Venus to be. But what that means, and we have that starting out on March 2nd. So what that means is that there is a really optimistic energy and it's the day to put yourself out there relationally, financially, or anything to do with your career. So if you're wanting to offer a new service, if you're wanting to promote yourself or networking, do something today on March 2nd on and around that day to promote yourself and do something that maybe kind of feel like it's crossing a chicken line. So it might not be super comfortable. Aries doesn't really care what's comfortable for you. It wants you to go out and do the thing that's never been done before. But if you do, there will be massive reward and payoff for that. So whatever sign the planets are in, that's the kind of energy that we want to work with. So we don't want to be shy and timid. We don't want to ask for permission. We want to say, hey, this is me. I'm here. This is why I'm fabulous. You should hire me. You should buy my package. You should work with me. Whatever. Be bold. Be fierce. And that day is going to pay off. That same day, we also have Mercury conjunct with Saturn. And it's on the anoretic degree, which just means big fancy way of saying the last degree of a sign. So it's on the 29th degree. So we might be feeling a little bit of constriction, especially to our mental state. So though we have this really beautiful Jupiterian, Venusian transit going on, we also have a transit that's about limitation. It's about seeing what we don't have. It's about lack. It's also can be about fear and Mercury is our mental state. So when Saturn and Mercury come together, there can be limiting beliefs. There can be fear coming up. And since Mercury is the way we communicate, that might be coming out and kind of a fear to put yourself out there. Like I said, that you need to do on this day, but here's how this can be really positive. This can also help you make some constructive like containers for what you're calling in for if you're networking, this could help you create a really awesome contract or proposal or whatever. Um, or if you're, you know, doing sales calls or whatever you're doing that day, this is just going to help you think a little bit more about how to practically 
position this for the long term. So you're going to be really excited with the Venus Jupiter. And then Saturn is going to come in and be like, hey, make sure you have all your contracts signed. Make sure you have all their information. So even though like it might not feel as exciting and expansive as it would without the Saturn Mercury transit, I actually think it's really beneficial because without it, it's possible that we might throw a lot of energy out there, meet a lot of people and then, you know, leave the networking event and be like, oh my God, shit, I didn't like actually get anybody's contact, even though I made a lot of great connections and talked my business up a lot. Or maybe you had a really great sales call with somebody, but you don't quite have the systems in place to get the contract signed that day. These two transits together are going to be working together to help that. On the same day. So yeah, just so you know, March starts out with a lot of energy. On the same day, after we have that Mercury-Saturn conjunction, Mercury is going to make its way into the sign of Pisces. So this is going to change a lot of our mental state. And it's probably going to feel like a kind of a harsh change and shift because it's Mercury has been in Aquarius, which was very technical. It's also can kind of zoom out and be detached emotionally. It's critical thinking. Um it's a lot more innovative and thought process. It's an air sign and it's a fixed air sign. So Mercury really likes to be in Aquarius. Mercury doesn't love being in Pisces as much. Not to say that there's anything wrong with Mercury in Pisces. I honestly, some amazing writers, creators, directors, and some people I know that I think are just fabulous have their Mercury in Pisces. But Mercury doesn't love it because it can't be as technical and detail oriented as it wants to be in Pisces. So you might notice especially towards the end of the day when Mercury ingresses into Pisces, you might notice, you know, caring a little bit less about the technicalities and, you know, all those connections you made earlier and all those emails that you got, you're like, you know what, whatever, what is an email? Um, so we can be a little bit floaty during that time. So just kind of be aware of that. That's why I think that, again, that transit that morning with Mar Saturn and Mercury together might be really helpful to just get some last minute, containers, get some last minute systems in place so that for the next three weeks, as Mercury is going through Pisces, you're still getting stuff done. Things aren't falling through the cracks because that can definitely happen when Mercury is in Pisces. But the bonus side of that is you really get to slip into your higher self to such a stronger level. Mercury in Pisces makes it really easy to channel, meditate, Automatic writing, which is when you sit down with a pen and paper and you say, okay, you ask a question and then you just write whatever comes through. Um, poetry, singing, painting. There's a lot of really beautiful things that come with that. Um, one of my favorite examples of somebody with a Mercury in Pisces is Stan Lee, the creator um, of Marvel. And you can see just the way that he thinks. And I mean, he's passed on now, but his legacy lives on the way that he thought and the way that he communicated was so otherworldly and out there compared to, you know, other people in his, in his field. It's, it's a very different, like he created this entire other universe, literally the Marvel verse, which is very, very Piscean. And if you've not seen the Marvel movies, I talk about them all the time. You've probably noticed. And the reason is, is because I think it is such a fantastic example and illustration of the dimensions and how the dimensions work in a really fun, easy to digest way, especially some of the more recent ones, but they're all great. Um, yeah, so 
there might be a t- uh, tendency to float into the ocean when Mercury is Pisces, um, but definitely you're going to want to resist the temptation to escape by using drugs, alcohol, checking out with screens. You know, there's I'm, I'm a huge, per, you know, champion of medicine, you know, to connect mushrooms, cannabis, whatever, but... You can absolutely use those to check out, especially things like cannabis and alcohol that, you know, we can use a little bit more recreationally. It's a little harder to use mushrooms recreationally, in my opinion. Um, But yeah, just kind of watch that tendency and maybe, you know, you're like, I don't do any of that. Um, But you're on your phone all the time or you're checking out with TV or even sleeping. Those are all things that can happen when we have a lot of energy in Pisces. And, you know, sometimes we need that escapism. Um... And that's okay, but just be aware of it. Be aware when you're doing it. And because there will be a tendency over this month to want to do it a lot, which can definitely derail us a bit. On the next day, on March 3rd, Venus in Aries is conjunct Chiron. So Venus, we talked about earlier, it's finances, it's our relationship, it's our sense of aesthetics, pleasure, beauty, creativity. Chiron is the wounded healer. And so it shows us wounds, especially from early in life. And wherever it's touching in the sky, it will highlight those wounds. So with Chiron touching Venus, there's a lot of fears around money and relationships maybe coming up for you at this time. But Venus isn't in Aries is not interested in just sitting around and waiting for things to heal. It wants you to take active steps to address your healing and to look at what's holding you back from putting yourself out there in regards to money and relationships. So look at if you, whether you own your own business, whether you are whatever, are you putting yourself out there with your career? Are you putting yourself out there with your business? Are you taking action to put yourself out there? And if not, is that connected some way to early childhood, early wounding? I had something come up for me today during my meditation that was so powerful. And it's a memory that's come up for me a lot. And, and the memory is, I'll just kind of go into it a little bit. I, when I was a little girl, my dad died. And then right after that, my mom got remarried very quickly. And I was kind of adjusting, trying to figure out, you know, who is my stepdad? And, you know, when you're four, I was like four. And so I don't know, I remember like having a hard time kind of knowing what adult was which. And they all kind of looked like they all had beards and were tall and you know, dark headed. And I was like, okay, there's just a lot of tall people with facial hair <laughs> around me. And my stepdad was one of them. And I went to, we're at Chuck E. Cheese and I saw this man putting a dollar in the like change machine. And I clearly thought that that was my stepdad. And I walked up to him and I said, do you have another dollar? He's like, no. And I was like, can I have that dollar? And he said, no, kind of gruff. And to be fair, he might not have actually been gruff, but that's my memory of it. Um, and then I was really embarrassed and walked away crying and I didn't end up telling my mom or stepdad. I was really embarrassed about it. And I think I just let them think that a kid kicked me on the slide going down. Cause that's when they saw me crying. Um, but in reality I was super embarrassed and I ha- couldn't really fully, and I wasn't even sure that wasn't my stepdad who said no to me like that. Um, And I was just kind of in this foggy, weird confusion state. But what came up for me today was that every time I do a sales call, every time I'm pitching myself to somebody and money comes up and I say, this is how much it is, that little girl who asked that man for that dollar, all that energy comes up, all that anxiety comes up. And 
I was like, oh shit, like that's, that's huge. And that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about when we're looking at Chiron, especially conjunct with Venus. It's like, what is, where are your wounds around money? And they might not be super obvious. It might be something like that where it's like, okay, well, why would that have shaped the whole way you make money? Because that was, that's the first conscious time I remember asking for money and being told no. And obviously there was a lot of, I can adult my way through it and see a lot of logic behind why I was told no. Um, But that's what my subconscious read. That's what my subconscious registered. So we have a lot of Chiron transits that are happening. And as they happen, it's really important to look at that early wounding and address what it is whenever it's touching another planet. Okay, so on March 5th, we have Mercury in Pisces sextiling the North Node. So a sextile is an opportunity. So trines and sextiles, they're a more flowing, easier energy. And that means that we have an opportunity. And sextile is 60 degrees away. So trine is 120 degrees. Sextile is 60 degrees. So when we have those transits, we have to activate the energy. It's not going to just happen on its own. Conjunctions, which is when the planets are right on top of each other's squares, when the planets are 90 degrees, we're going to feel those motherfuckers whether we're activating them or not. That is not the case for trines and sextiles. They're a really nice, easy energy. Um, and sometimes we activate them without realizing it. Um, but if you're conscious about it, you can really maximize that energy. So on that day, Mercury is in Pisces is sextiling the true North node in Taurus. This is the perfect time to check in with your guide team and ask them to give you clarity about what the future and your next steps. Where are you wanting to go? Are your thoughts in alignment with the life you are wanting to create? Are your words in alignment with the life that you're wanting to create? Are the stories you're telling yourself about your reality, the life that you're wanting to create? Our thoughts create our actions and our reality. They say that over and over and over. And it's not to say that like we're not going to feel emotion. We're not going to have hard days. But it's really important to catch the thoughts that we're saying or catch either the thoughts we're thinking or the words we're saying, the phrases we're saying over and over and over because we are training our brains. The North Node is our future. It's our destiny. And so that sextile, there's an opportunity to look at Mercury, our thought patterns, our communication, and our North Node, which is our future and our destiny. Okay. And uh, and a really great way to activate that energy is to connect with meditation, music, painting, water, because Mercury is in Pisces. But I would really say try to find some kind of structure around that. Write down what you're getting. You know, a lot of times we meditate, we get these beautiful images, um, downloads, and then we don't write them down. So either verbally like speak them out loud. Um, a really cool thing you can do is to even tell the story you're wanting to tell as if it's five years in the future and you're talking about yourself now, um, record that, listen back to it, write it down, any of that that resonates with you. That's a really beautiful way to activate this energy. Okay. And on March 6th, we have the sun in Pisces, another sextile, sextiling Uranus. Um, The sun is what we put our focus on. It's our attention. Um, It's also what we see as real. And so whenever there's a sun transit, it's illuminating an area of our chart. Um, And then Uranus, it's up, it's up, 
upheaval, it's change, it's spontaneity, it's ingenious thought, it's quick. Um, it's kind of like lightning. And so when there's a sextile there, there's a lot of room for magic. But again, we must activate it in order to reap its benefits. The sun is what we focus on, like I said. And when Uranus is sextiling the sun, there's a lot of shifting and changing to our focus. And that can happen on a dime. Be open to innovative and new ways of thought. If there's been a problem you've been stuck on for a while, today might bring a new wave of innovation or insight. Activate this energy by engaging in the unusual and outlandish. This is a great day to have an Akashic Record reading, an astrology reading, and it would be very beneficial and give you a lot of insight. So I would just say on days when we have Uranus transits and you're wanting to activate it, even if you're not wanting to activate it, you still, <laughs> even if you're like, no, I don't want to activate Uranus energy, you still want to work with it. I know Uranus can be kind of scary and tricky. It's accidents and changes in our schedule and can kind of be a little stressful for people. But if you activate it, you'll find that Uranus is actually a really amazing planet and can help you move a lot of energy really, really fast. So engage in something different. Go outside of your routine. If somebody asks you to go somewhere and that's a little out of your comfort zone, today is the day to do it. Okay. And then on March 7th at 8.40 a.m., Central Standard Time, we have a full moon at 16 degrees of Virgo. So a full moon is when the sun and moon are opposite in the sky. So the sun, as you know, is currently in Pisces for the month of March. And then the opposing sign is Virgo. So Pisces, dreamy, inspired, mystical. It's the sage. It's dreams. It's the collective consciousness. Virgo is very here and now. It is what we need to do. It is our to-do list. It's our schedule. It's our health. It's the daily task that we do every day. It's the details. It's the editing. It could not be literally further from Pisces, which again, it's opposite. So when we have a full moon in Virgo, it's illuminating all of those Virgoian themes that deal with Piscean themes. So while we're up in the sphere, you know, up channeling in our records or wherever we are, it's really important that we're bringing those down into reality with practical steps or else we're just going to float off into nothingness. <laughs> so this full moon is asking, how can you make your dreams a reality? There's a large amount of planets piling up in Pisces with this full moon, but both benefics are conjunct. So benefics, remember that as Venus and Jupiter, there's a benefics good planets. <laughs> they're all, they're no bad planets, but that's what benefic means, beneficial. Um, and then we have malefic, um, which is Mars and Saturn. So the two benefic planets are conjunct in Aries, meaning that we're needing to find actionable steps to make our dreams a reality. So even more so than usual for a Virgo full moon. Virgo full moons might would just be okay with you making the to-do list, but Aries is like, make that to-do list and do a motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like it wants you to get some shit done. So find actionable steps to make your dreams a reality. What we want to release around this full moon is any action that is not in alignment with your highest self. So Mars has been moving through Gemini for a while and it is squaring this full moon. So Mars and Gem Gemini can be a little bit all over the place. And but it's highlighting this full moon particularly is highlighting our ability to pivot and change on a dime. But it's also highlighting how that can be destruct destructive. 
focus on connecting to your higher beliefs around this time and connecting with the action steps associated with your dreams. Release any resistance to those steps during this full moon. Also release any scattered egoic action that you've been taking that isn't in alignment with your highest timeline. So we do this, right? We get all these things that we feel like we have to do and they just start filling up our to-do list. And it's like, are we, do we even want to do that? Are those really things that are really in, or maybe they were, but they're not in alignment anymore. Um, now is the time to really kind of take stock of that. Remember, if you're a Patreon member, then you can go get access to what this full moon means for you in your birth chart for your rising sign. And that's also going to have some really practical rituals that you can do to activate this energy. Okay. And then on that same day, just a little bit later, we have that big transit I was talking to you about earlier. Saturn is going into Pisces for the next three years. Woohoo! If you have your Saturn in Aquarius, congratulations, you have completed your Saturn return. If you have your Saturn in Pisces, congratulations, you are starting your Saturn return. I'm actually going to do an entire episode on Saturn in Pisces next week um, for the podcast. So, well, it'll be the first it'll be the first week in March. So the next one that'll be coming out, depending on when you listen to this, will be the March overview forecast. And then, so the first episode that comes out in the month of March, I'm going to do Saturn and Pisces. So I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about that now. I'm just going to give a little overview. Um, This is like I said, this is the beginning of a new three-year cycle. This is finally a shifting from the difficult, constraining energy we've been in in the last three years. This will mean different things for each of us, depending on where Pisces sits in your chart. So we've been moving through a lot of energy when it comes to Saturn and Aquarius energy. So Aquarius is the collective, it's societal, it's the internet, it's, it's, it's fixed air. So it's our belief systems and our thought process and what our society actually has set up. And Saturn is coming through and showing us where we are limited in that. So this started with the pandemic. Um, And we were shown, we were given a lot of restrictions societally. So we weren't able to connect as much societally. There had to be a lot of changes about how we were connecting because of the pandemic. And literally the pandemic happened as soon as Saturn, went, it was already starting before Saturn went into Aquarius, but the lockdowns took place. So Saturn is restriction and Aquarius, like I said, is society. So there was a lot of restriction, but then there was a lot of structure put in place in places like the internet because all of a sudden everything went virtual. And so there were a lot of things that kind of had to be worked out. We started to kind of learn about some of the consequences more of the internet and our privacy. Again, it's not new information, but it really started coming to the forefront. So that's the energy we're shifting out of. And now we're shifting into Saturn and Pisces, which is more about structure around healing. And it's also putting up boundaries around this energetic force that we're constantly feeling around each other. Like we don't totally acknowledge that as a society. That is not mainstream thought that we're all connected, that we're all empathic, that we all can feel each other. What you do over here affects me over here. That's going to become a lot more common while Saturn is moving through Pisces. Like that's going to be a thing that we talk about more. So you know how like now we're starting to talk about mental health a lot more. And and in the past three years, we've talked a lot about more about marginalization. We're talked a lot more about, 
you know, broken systems in society that are marginalizing certain people. That conversation doesn't stop. In fact, we need to continue to talk about that because we're going to have another Saturn return in Aquarius in about 30 years. And Saturn's going to be like, okay, did you learn your lessons from the last time? So it's not that we're just done and party and forget about all that. No, it's super important that we continue to focus on those things. And now we're going to also be really focused on the healing and focused on what it is going to take to heal us. And that is Saturn and Pisces. Again, I'm going to do a whole episode on that. So I'm going to move on from that transit now. So on March 11th, Venus is sextiling Mars. So Venus is the feminine. Mars is the masculine. It's an overly simplistic view, but... Mars is how we take action. It's our will. It's our driving force. And sextile, again, it's an opportunity. So the opportunity lies between our creativity, our pleasure, the things we enjoy, um, also money, also our relationships, sextiling with Mars, which is action, our will, our ego, all of those things. So this is a magical time to take some creative inspired action. Venus, like I said, is relationships, beauty, and pleasure, while Mars is our masculine side and shows us how to take action, our willpower, how we fight, and I call it the passion planet. (laughs) When these two come together in a positive sextile, the results can be significant. Take bold action today in regards to finance, relationships, and art of all types. Remember the strong, bold action you took at the beginning of the month? Now is the time to follow up on those leads and connection. So remember at the beginning of the month when we had that Venus conjunct Jupiter, now is the time to like follow up on that. Have you, you know, have you reached out to those people? Have you made those? Have you gotten the contract signed yet? If you have, great. Continuing, you can do more of that today. And if you haven't, then follow up and capitalize on those connections that you already made. On the same day, Mercury is sextiling Uranus, which is such a great transit. Um, This is going to really help us tap into our psychic gifts and spend some time and spending some time connecting to those could give you a lot of burst and of insight. So Mercury is our thought processes. It's our communication. And so when we activate this by connecting to our higher self, connecting to our guides, they're able to give us a lot of information a lot quicker just because of the way the planets are positioned in the sky that day. We're a lot more open to it. So it may actually be that some of those connections that you're following up on, you're taking innovative approaches to how you're communicating with people. So maybe you normally send people emails, but instead you decide to send people a little video of yourself chatting. Um, Maybe you would normally do everything over Zoom and maybe instead that day you're like, you know what, I'm going to let's meet up and have some coffee. Maybe just something different and innovative. Or maybe you have a whole different approach to how you're going to connect to people. And this doesn't just have to be in business, but I'm a Capricorn and I like to talk to people about how to use the astrology to maximize, especially if you're working for yourself, if you're an entrepreneur, but you can apply this really to anywhere. So this day isn't necessarily just about taking action as far as business goes. You can definitely um, connect to this Mercury sextiling Uranus in a way of just connecting to the unusual. Um, when 
When the two come together, we're able to tap into brilliant channeled messages. You may find you're a little bit delayed with your routine. Something might happen that's a little out of the ordinary. So just kind of plan for that again on March 11th. Let's move on to March. The next day, March 12th, Jupiter expansion conjunct with Chiron, the wounded healer. So guess what? We got another Chiron transit. Yes, more opportunities to heal our early childhood. Who is running our subconscious? Yay. Very important to do that. So our early woundings around this time, uh, there are a lot of, the theme that has been coming up is taking action. And because again, Chiron is in Aries, which is all about action. So themes have been coming up a lot around our early wounding and how that's affecting us taking action. And so here we are again, how we can learn from this and maybe even find ways to share our lessons with others because Jupiter is also about teaching. So this transit is speaking to our beliefs and healing around the story we're telling ourselves as well. So if you're not where you want to be today, stop and ask yourself, what is the story I'm telling myself? Am I telling myself a story where I'm a victim, where this is hard, where things are just going to get more difficult, where, well, I've never had money, so why would I have money now? Or it's always really hard for me to keep clients or whatever the story you're telling yourself is, write a new one today, right? I shared this idea earlier about writing from a story about yourself five years from now in the past tense about writing about yourself now. Today's another great day to do that or add to that. Write about how you overcame and whatever obstacles you are facing today and also write about how you overcame them. Um, this is a really powerful practice. And sometimes I like to say this out loud. I even do this like about my days themselves. Like I'll be driving to work and be like, okay, I had such an amazing, so let's say it's a Today's Monday. So I'll do this for the day just to give you guys an example. I had such an amazing day on Monday. I got so much done. I was able to record my deep dive and I was able to record my podcast for the month of head. I was able to get everything edited, do all the show notes and get all the stuff I needed to do for Studio Pink. By the way, if you want to check out Studio Pink, want some voice lessons, head over to Studio Pink Fox on Instagram. Shameless plug. Okay. And I was able to get so much done even for that. And was able to figure out how to run a Facebook ad and was able to get my website up and going. And I felt so accomplished at the end of the day. Everything flowed really easy. Every time I had to get on the phone with customer service, I got the best people. Um, I was able to also make it to the grocery store and come up with a really good healthy dinner for us to have tonight that or that night that was really nourishing. And it was so easy to just connect with each other and ourselves. And we had so much vision for our lives by the end of the day. So that's just an example of like how you can do that on the daily, but you can also do that for longer term, like five years from now. Okay, so let's keep it going. Um, on March 14th, we have a rather tricky, kind of sticky transit. We have March squaring Neptune. March? <laughs> we have March. The whole month of March is squaring Neptune. No, the whole month of March is conjuncting Neptune, if we're going to get technical here. But what I meant to say was Mars <laughs> is squaring Neptune. So Mars and Pisces, at 25 degrees of Pisces, is squaring no, I'm sorry, Mars, Jesus, which this is kind of funny because this is a very Neptunian. I feel like I'm, 
I am personifying this transit right now. Neptune kind of can make things confusing, confusing, and then Gemini has to do with our words, and Mars is how we're taking action. So I'm trying really forcefully to get this out, and I'm just fucking it up one sentence at a time. Um, but this can be kind of a tricky transit. Mars is our ability to take action, and Neptune is our higher sense of spiritual oneness. Um, that connects us with the universe around us. A square is a tense aspect between these two planets, and it might result in us feeling um, halted in taking action due to confusion or delusion. You may be more prone to escapism today, um, especially if you have anxiety around the action you're taking. So if you've been like overthinking something, or if you just kind of are have that tendency of like, I'm just going to think about it rather than take action on it. You might even do that more today. Um, how you're going to counteract this is some movement, some walking meditation. That's really going to help you just ground this energy down, connect to your guides, help them create, get you to create a to-do list of things that you can do that day. Keep it simple. Don't try to do a ton of things. Um, but yeah, you can absolutely get things done today, but you are going to need to connect with that Neptunian energy or you might find yourself wanting to like escape um, and leave this planet, whether that's through screens, alcohol, drugs, or even shopping. Um, on the next day, we have the sun conjuncting Neptune. So we have actually we have three Neptune transits in a row, the 14th, 15th, 16th. So we're having a very Neptunian middle of the month. Um, so really just plan to do a lot of meditating, plan to do a lot of channeling, plan to connect with your guides. What these days are going to be great for. These days are going to be great for meditations, Akashic Record activations, which you guys should absolutely have access to that in Patreon already. Um, the Akashic Records activation, but that's free on my way. Anybody can have access to that. So I will go ahead and upload it in Patreon just so you all can have access to it too. But you can get access to that just by joining my email list. Um, and what that's going to do is help you actually connect to your own Akashic Records on your own. Um, so that's a really great day to do that. This is also a fantastic day to get some Reiki. Um, and again, the 14th, 15th, 16th. So any of those days, really good, especially if you noticed on the 12th that a lot of early childhood wounding came up for you um, around or just any kind of wounding that's coming up for you. Um, it's going to be emphasized around the 12th. And so 14th, 15th, 16th, this is a really great time to actually heal it and address it and move through it because everything is energy. Everything is energy. Um, so yeah, getting a Reiki session, getting an Akashic record session is going to be really potent around this time. Honestly, March 15th will probably be the most potent day to get any type of reading that you could, uh, March 15th and 16th, both I'll say, I think are probably, if I were going to pick a day of the month to get some sort of a reading healing, those would be the two days I would pick. Um, Okay, but the sun conjunct to Neptune, this is a really dreamy transit that can leave you feeling like you're floating on a cloud or drowning underwater. <laughs> Since there are a pileup of planets happening right now in Pisces, um, we're at the point where we're really needing to balance out this energy. So get something, do some sort of get a to-do list going, make sure your diet's really healthy, help you ground down a bit. Again, we're not trying to give you like a crazy to-do list a mile long, but you are going to need to come up with some practicals from this dreamy energy that you're floating in. Um, the ways to alchemize this energy 
and help channel it is through meditation. Again, I said Akashic Records, Reiki, baths, music, painting, or singing. Those are all ways to help you connect with the Neptunian energy because here's what happens. When we do not connect with these energies, especially on these, I'm going to say hard aspects. So a hard aspect is a square which is 90 degrees, a conjunction, which is right on top of each other, and an opposition, which is 180 degrees. Um, the only oppositions we have this month that I'm going to at least talk about is the full moon. Um, so that is technically an opposition when the moon is opposing the sun. That's the full moon. So we have at least one opposition every month. Um, but when we have these hard aspects like this, if we don't activate the energy, then what or work with the energy or flow with the energy out, whatever you want to call it, what ends up happening is that the energy derails us. So especially with Neptune transits. So like I said, we have three in a row. So if you're not conscious on those three days of this, you are likely to definitely get involved in some sort of escapism. And like I said, that doesn't mean you're, you know, if you're not somebody that has like issues with alcohol and drugs, then you're probably not going to all of a sudden, but you might, you might like all of a sudden, like want a bunch of alcohol or like wine that night, but it could also be just, you're on your phone a lot. You're watching TV shows all day. You're sleeping all day, which that's fine, but that's a lower vibration of Neptune. So what we want to do is connect to the higher vibrations of Neptune um, cause we're going to connect to it anyway. And that's why I'm like, and I know it sounds silly. Look, I'm a Capricorn. I get it. I get that this shit sounds silly sometimes. Be like, just sing, meditate, get in a bath. But it's out, it's what it's doing is working with the energy. So it doesn't derail you. And I can tell you that when, and even me, like I do these, I do these reports. I have all this written out and sometimes I forget what's going on energetically. And I look and I'm like, Oh shit, it's a Neptune transit today. No wonder I'm feeling kind of weird and all over the place. And it's funny. Cause I noticed that like last week, I think, and I was or a couple, I don't know, a few weeks, maybe it was last week. And I was like, shit, I'm just having a really hard time getting stuff done. And then I saw like what I was planning on posting that day because I do my like I get all my Twitter posts done like a month ahead and then I just post them like on the day of. Um, so I was like, shit, um, I really need to be meditating today and I'm just trying to get a bunch of stuff like practical to do stuff done. And I've kind of skipped the whole meditation channeling thing today um, and it was really hard for me to focus. So it it's real, guys, and it does affect you. Um, and then on the 16th, we have Mercury conjuncting Neptune. So again, another foggy transit and Mercury is our mental state. So Mercury at this point probably feels like it's drowning. Um, the best way to handle this, cause we also, we do want to indulge Neptune, but we also sometimes need to kind of counteract all of the water that's in the sky. So the way to counteract water to balance, I should say counteract balance water is through the element of fire. So we need to get you sweating. So on the 16th, some, so 14th, 15th, 16th, yes, connect to your higher self. Yes, channel. Yes, meditate. Yes, sing. Yes, do music. Also sweat. If you can sweat and engage with the element of fire, you will help to drain some of this excess water energy that's going on. This can also be eating spicy foods, eating warm foods, wear red. So there is working with the energy, but when there's a lot of, so there's going to be a lot of water going on. So yes, I will say connect with the water, use the water, also balance out the water. Okay. Um, okay. So 
the next one. And oh, and I also want to say that, yes, can meditation, Akashic Records, all of those are going to be really, really powerful today. If you're somebody that's never channeled before and you're curious, those days, 14, 15, 16 are great days to try it out. Okay. And then on the 16th as well, we have Mars squaring the sun. So that's going to be a lot more of a tense aspect we got going on. Um, bold action is not always natural during Pisces season. So, but because the ruler of Pisces, Jupiter, traditionally, it's modern day, you'll hear it's Neptune. You can say both. But for the sake of when you're listening to me <laughs> and what I'm talking about when I talk about the ruler of Pisces, I'm referring to Jupiter um, because I'm a traditional astrologer. Shocking. Capricorn being traditional. Um, I like to look at both, but I'm not going to go into that right now. There's a whole reason why. But Jupiter is an Aries. So though Pisces season is not necessarily always about taking bold, decisive action, this time it is. So we are being rewarded and encouraged to take action. So because the sun is squaring Mars, which Mars is rules Aries, um, we're feeling kind of some tension around that. This day may involve some sort of external change propelling us to shift or take action in a different direction. Your focus may be very emotional while your mind can't quite make up what it actually wants to do. Make space to feel emotion and try some breath work to help you tame the mental acrobats. Okay. On this same day, okay, so the 16th, guys, it's an intense day. Not going to lie to you. Because also on that same day, we have Venus squaring Pluto. So a square, again, chat can be a challenging, difficult aspect. Pluto is a really intense planet. So anytime we have the any planet forming an aspect or, you know, any type of transit with Pluto, we're in for a lot of energy. So this is a very tense aspect demanding transformation to take place around your finances, relationships, and artistic expression. You may feel some fear, even paranoia around these areas of your life. Move the physical body to help relieve some of this tension. The best way to work with this energy, though, is to run at your fears. Do something today that makes you really, really, really uncomfortable. Go to the depths of your fears and get really honest with yourself. Then find an actual step to pivot in another direction. On that same day, y'all, the 16th, I am honestly fully expecting my books to be filled up the 14th, 15th, 16th. So if you're listening to this and you want a session, go ahead and get yourself scheduled now because I have a feeling these are, I've not looked at my books for March yet, but I have a feeling that those are going to get filled up very quickly. <laughs> and even the 17th, honestly, um, there's a lot going on right in the middle of the month. But what, so after all of that, after all this tension, Venus moves into Taurus. So Venus has been in Aries, which it doesn't, it literally just went into Aries before I started recording this podcast. Um, and then it doesn't love being in Aries, but it loves being in Taurus. So after all of this tense energy, Venus enters into her preferred home sign of Taurus. After the tense square with Pluto, on the anoretic degree in Aries, which again, last degree of Aries, Venus is craving some TLC. So as this day winds down on the 16th, make sure to take some time to connect with your five senses. Come back down to earth. You've been taking bold action. You've been running at your fears. You've probably had some anxiety, paranoia coming up. 
slow down, connect back to your body, and remember that success and money vibrates at the same frequency as pleasure. So if you've been making a lot of moves, stepping over your uncomfortable blocks, now is the time to let yourself just indulge a little bit. Be human. And then on the 17th, we have Mercury squaring Mars. So our mental state, again, our Mercury has been in Pisces. So it's a little foggy, a little all over the place. It's, and by the way, Mercury is going to move into Aries in just a few days. So you got this. You can get through this. Um, and we don't have to just white knuckle it. We can actually use this energy. So your mental state has definitely been foggy for a while. And you might, again, have been finding yourself taking a lot of scattered random action. Mars is getting really antsy in Gemini and it just wants to do something. So the best thing to do is to start the day out with a long walk, some breathwork exercises to help calm this excess anxiety. Connect to your guides through meditation, the Akashic Records, because again, Mercury, you're communication, your mental state, it's in Pisces, which Pisces is the Akashic Records. Pisces is spirituality. Pisces is meditation. So if we want our mental state, Mercury, if we want our communication, our thought processes, all these things that we really need to be online to be successful humans, we have to connect with them through the sign that they're currently in. So, and then through that connection, you need to set the end because just meditating, if you're not setting the intention to get clear direction, then you'll just kind of, you know, you set flimsy or not really clear intentions, you get kind of flimsy and not clear answers. So write out what you want to know. What do I need to do this today? What do I need to prioritize? Where am I putting my energy that I don't need to be putting my energy? Ask practical questions. A lot of times people are afraid to ask practical questions to the Akashic Records or your guides. Um, but the more practical you can ask them, sometimes the better. Now, sometimes they'll tell you that doesn't matter. <laughs> Or like, that's not, but more often than not, I find that they have a lot of great technical feedback for us, but most of us don't ask that because we don't think that they're interested in that. But guess what? They are. Okay. And then on the 17th, we also have the sun conjuncting Mercury and Pisces. There is no way around it. We are flooded <laughs> these days. But there is a great wisdom in the energy of Pisces, but it can be really overwhelming. We talked about this. So, you know, I'm going through these transits day by day. That doesn't mean that some of the same energy, you know, it, these transits don't just happen like on the 17th. You feel it. You're going to be totally feel totally fine on the 18th. No, it's you're going to feel it leading up to the 17th. You're going to feel it the days after the 17th. And because all this energy, if you're kind of like, okay, this is, you're saying the same types of things over and over. Yeah, I know I am. <laughs> it's because all of these planets are in Pisces. So even though, you know, our sun, it's our attention, it's where our focus is going to, Mercury is our mental state. There, it's still in Pisces and it's still around these themes of meditating, our higher selves, channeling, painting, music. And if those are fields and modalities that you work in regularly, you're going to have a really creative, expansive month. If you are not somebody that does that for a living or if that's not part of your job, you need to make space for that. And you need to find ways to add creativity to your days or else it's going to be a lot harder to get things done. So 
This may not be the most productive day you've ever had. We're talking about the 17th, but it's certainly one for a lot of great creativity. So also, by the way, Pisces is great energy to be behind or in front of the camera. So if you're a photographer, do some wild photo shoots during Pisces season. Do some really creative, interesting things. If you, you know, even are creating content for yourself, like, do some interesting photo shoots. See if you can get into this more like creative space because Neptune, which is the modern ruler of Pisces, rules screens. So, and guess where we consume all that content? On a screen. So this can be a really beautiful day to connect with the flowing energy of Pisces and bring something creative, different, and innovative to your content if you're creating content like that. Structures may be difficult to follow on this day, so choose a few things to get done um, and then give yourself time to be creative. The more you indulge this part of yourself, the more focus you'll be able to find. And I know that seems counterproductive, but that's how energy like this works. The more you indulge parts of it in healthy ways, again, not through escapism, not through taking a shot at lunch because you feel crazy and just want to, because here's the thing, if you do that with this type of energy, it emphasizes it. So even though like I love, love medicine journeys, I love, if I were to like, if I'm really thoughtful about even my, cause I microdose, um, psilocybin, I'm really thoughtful about that. And actually since energy started to move into Pisces, I have had to cut my dose down that I take every day to like a much smaller amount. Um, because I was noticing that even just the little bit that I was taking, I was feeling like I was like tripping, which is not what you want when you microdose here. <laughs> that's not the goal of microdosing. So I was feeling that energy and I was like, or feeling that feeling in my body. And I was like, Oh shit. And it's because a lot of plants are starting to pile up in Pisces and that already is the energy. So you need less of that kind of stuff or sometimes not at all. Um, so just be aware of that too. If you're somebody that uses cannabis, uses anything like that, just be aware. It's a lot more, even because al- Neptune and Pisces rules alcohol. So just be aware. Like you go out to have a glass of wine with your friends, it might feel more like two glasses. Um, so just be thoughtful of that, especially during this time. Okay. On the 17th, we also have Venus sextiling Saturn. Yay. <laughs> this offer, this transit offers a little bit of support and stability a amongst the current waters, use the energy to review the fina- your finances or create some structure around them. And then on the 19th, Mercury enters Aries. Praise be. <laughs> we are about to start having planets because the sun is now going to move to Aries. All of this kind of foggy, drowning energy that we've been in, you're going to all of a sudden like hit the metal, t- the pedal to the metal. Um, But I always encourage people like from the transition from Pisces season to Aries season, be careful because we've been floating. We've been kind of on a cloud. And then the tendency, especially if you don't have a lot of water in your chart. So if you're a Pisces and you're listening to this or if you have a lot of water in your chart, you're like, I love Pisces season. It's the best. It's so floaty and fun. And everybody's like me. (laughs) And everybody's more open to spirituality and the energy just feels really great and a lot more supportive. If you're somebody like me who doesn't have a lot of water in their chart, um, Pisces season, I actually do like Pisces season because earth signs tend to like water seasons and by the way, and then water signs tend to like earth seasons. Um, and then air and fire 
signs like they're each other's seasons. So I do like water seasons, probably even better than air seasons. Um, it's kind of tricky because my partner's an air sign, so he's the opposite. <laughs> so recently it just switched into Pisces season from Aquarius season. And I can tell that my brain is like, okay, I feel more me during water and earth seasons. Um, whereas he feels more like himself during air and fire seasons. Um, but anyway, just note that as these planets start going into Aries, to not go crazy, to still pace yourself, still let yourself have time, to not go, 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 um, because you can burn yourself out really easy. Aries is all about going and getting stuff started. It's not the best at completing it. So be aware because we have all these dreams, these ideas, these things that are coming down through Pisces season. Be thoughtful. You can't do everything, <laughs> number one. And also this energy will not last. So put the energy towards the things that are going to be helpful for the long term and things that you can see yourself actually being able to sustain. So Mercury is going into Aries on the 19th. As this planet departs from Pisces, we are fired up to get moving. With this ingress, our minds are on fire and we're finally able to say the things we've been wanting to say. Now is the time to take action and initiate conversations of all types. For the next week, three weeks, networking and making connections could, should come very easily. If you have a lot of Aries in your chart, however, be aware, you might end up saying something you regret. <laughs> you might end up flying off the handle. If you're somebody that has a lot of, let's say, Libra energy like myself, or maybe just not any air planets and Aries, this is a really great time to say the thing you want to say, to go after what you want to do, to put yourself out there. So use this energy for that. On the same day, Venus is conjuncting the North Node in Taurus. There's a karmic destiny to this day. It's possible that you might even make connections with others that are connected to your karmic destiny or path. So you might meet someone this day, either romantic or just any other type of relationship that is connected to your karmic destiny. You may also see how certain connections in your life are connected to your destiny as well. Your creativity is going to be heightened and you'll find that you're able to express yourself creative, creatively um, that helps you move towards your aligned path. So again, if you engage with creativity, if you engage with something about the five senses, with pleasure, that's all Venus, you are probably going to feel a lot more connected and aligned to what you're supposed to be doing, your future, your destiny, your, your legacy, if you will. Okay. And then on the 20th, so that was on the 20th. Oh, I'm sorry. I said that on the same day. No, not on the same day. Mercury enters Aries on the 19th. And then on the 20th is when we have that Venus conjuncting the North Node. Um, and then on the 20th also, we have the Sun entering Aries. So this is a fresh start. Every time the Sun goes into Aries, this is the beginning of a new astrological new year. So the Aries season, we're focusing quite a bit on our ability to adapt. This Aries season specifically, we're really focusing on our ability to to adapt as how we take action. That's going to be kind of the beginning of it um, because Mars, the ruler of Aries, has been in Gemini. Um, and then as Mars moves into Cancer, it's going to be more about how our emotions affect how we take action. So Aries ruler Mars has been retrograde for some time now and is finally going to be leaving the sign that it retrograded back in October. So there is a strong pull to take action right now. Um, 
but we can certainly be emotionally motivated to do so or not to stay connected with your emotions and your body through the next month to be able to keep both in balance. So there's going to be kind of this frustration because we haven't been or maybe actions felt kind of scattered. Maybe we haven't known exactly what to do. And then we haven't had the in- or maybe we have known what to do, but we haven't had the energy to back it up to actually do it. Once the sun moves into Aries, our focus is going to say, yes, let's go. Let's make shit happen. But because its ruler is still in Gemini, we might still be kind of feeling that scattered feeling. Um, And then as it moves into cancer, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, we're going to be maybe a little less that that feeling is going to dwindle. And all of a sudden, our emotions are going to really affect how we take action. And then when Mars is in cancer, we tend to move sideways and we're indirect with taking action. So this is going to be a very different Aries season. This was a very different Pisces season, which the Pisces season was a lot more fiery than it normally will normally is. And Aries season is going to be a lot more watery <laughs> than it normally is. So we're going to learn kind of how to play with these different facets of ourselves, which I love because that's the masculine and the feminine, right? That's our taking action and our receptivity and learning to balance those two. That's where the magic happens. On the same day, on March 20th, the sun is sextiling Pluto. So the sun follows a long line of planets that have sextiled Pluto right as they exit Pisces. So every time a planet has exited Pisces right at the end, it's been sextiling Pluto. So Pluto is the planet of transformation and death and rebirth. So every time there is a sextile, it's another opportunity to transform a part of ourselves with the power of Pluto. This transit brings a sense of empowerment to initiate constructive change in your life and also to help and restore what has ever has been in a state of decay or breakdown. You'll be able to see clearly things in your life that are currently in a regenerative or healing process. So this day is going to be a really great day to see where we need to transform, where we need to change, where there needs to be a death, where there needs. And this is also a really amazing day for transformation. So if you do any type of reprogramming work, which I highly suggest, um, Anything like that, hypnosis, um, somatic therapy, this is a really beautiful day to engage in those. Even Reiki can be really, really powerful during that day because you can move a lot of energy and transform really, really quickly. Um, But also just from a personal standpoint, you're going to be able to look at things and notice what is in that process and maybe even help those processes along by letting go of some control. Again, anytime Pluto's in the mix, you might have a sense of feeling a little bit more paranoid, controlling, um, fearful. Not so much typically with a sextile. It's a little bit more positive, but it's still Pluto. So just be aware of that. You might also have some, an external or have an opportunity that someone in your life is pushing you to change or showing you where you're limited and where you need to evolve. So in that day, you might be a lot more open to it. So again, this might even be a really great day to like hire a coach, like a business coach or something like that. Um, or just getting that advice and listening to that advice from your friend that has been telling you the same thing over and over. And, you know, today you might actually listen to it. On the 21st, we have our first of two new moons in Aries this season. That's right. We have two new moons in Aries, which is really rare. Um, and 
the first, so I'm not going to talk about the second new moon. That's going to be next month because it's happening in April. Um, but the first new moon is happening at zero degrees at Aries. This is the first of two moons happening this year, and it's highlighting how important it is to take inspired action. This new moon gives us gives a charge to our passions and projects. What steps can you take towards those today? When the next when the new next new moon next month, it will be an eclipse, and then it's going to signal a new cycle. Um, that's going to start now. The nodes aren't going to be switching till Aries or to Aries and Libra until later this year. Um, but we're going to kind of get a preview of that. So the nodes have been in Scorpio and Taurus. Um, and it, we, it's been a lot about letting go of, you know, the Scorpionic things in our lives. Um, control, paranoia, fear, like going underneath and, trying to figure everything out and being more focused on like the beauty, the physical, the five senses getting. So it's really, I've noticed a huge shift in like therapy for instance. And so, and you see this in different places. Like it's not like it just look what looks one place, but traditionally in therapy, you've seen a lot of um, like talk therapy, big explosive emotional therapy, having these big releases, getting digging down to the, deep, dark, feeling the hardest thing you can possibly feel. That's very Scorpio. And I see like in somatic therapy, it's a lot more focused on like regulating your nervous system, being in your physical. Now I am not a somatic therapist and I'm going to have one, probably two, maybe even a few on the show at different points to talk about what somatic therapy is. I do use somatic practices in Reiki. So, um, along with sound and some things like that, but it's, it's not something I'm like trained in. So I don't know all of the ins and outs of somatic therapy. Um, but I do know that it's about stay regulating and staying in your nervous system and noticing what's physically happening here and now in the body and helping that connect back to our emotions and our pain. But it's not about this big cathartic emotional release. And, and we're seeing and they're finding that actually those big emotional releases can re-traumatize you. And, and I see that as a very Scorpio South node, Taurus North node. So as the nodes switch, um, we're going to be seeing, and I'm going to talk more about this when the nodes actually do switch, but we're going to be seeing a lot more, you know, focusing on going after the things we want, less codependency. Libra has a very codependent energy. So we're going to be releasing a lot of our codependent tendencies over the next year. A lot of the people pleasing, a lot of the, you know, not able to take action unless we see somebody else taking action. Um, even thinking a lot or talking a lot rather than actually taking action. We're going to see a lot of those themes coming up um, over the next and there's a lot more to that too. But this new moon, but the next new moon that's happening in April is going to kind of be a pivot point to start that energy. But I think this one is kind of already starting it. So it's already highlighting how important it is to take inspired action because we think we go back and forth. We're like, okay, but what about this? What about that? What about this pause? And at the end of the day, sometimes you just got to make a move. And so this new moon in Aries is like, just make a move. You're not necessarily going to have it 100% right. Yes, there's 1,000 different perspectives and not everybody is going to be on board with what you're doing. But are you on board with what you're doing? And really, that's all that matters. 
on the 23rd, we have that other really big transit that's happening this month, which is Pluto enters Aquarius. This marks a new cycle that will last for the next 20 years. Pluto is about transformation and the process can be painful. Since 2008, Pluto has been going through Capricorn, challenging and transforming topics around government, capitalism, patriarchy, organized religion, and big banking. We've seen the fault lines growing and crumbling in these areas over the last 15 years. And so this marks another cycle. With Pluto and Aquarius, we're going to see massive shifts and changes in social media, internet, humanitarianism, technology, equality, civil rights, socialism, space travel, exploration, and even astrology. AI is definitely going to be a hot topic. And we can expect to see a lot of new information coming out about the potential downfall of these areas and how they could be causing us harm. Fear around an AI takeover is going to be strong. And I'm not going to say that's not going to be totally, you know, grounded in reality. So this isn't like just paranoia for the sake of paranoia. Like I actually see us seeing (laughs) some of this, seeing what happens when we give AI too much control, um, which we already have. And we're going to just, but we're going to see more and more films and books coming out and a whole new genre I think is really going to be emerge, which is already there. There's already literature and films around AI takeovers, but it's a little bit fringe. It's going to become very mainstream over the next 20 years. Just like if, I mean, there's so many shows and movies about businesses breaking down and corruption within, you know, government systems. And there's, Oh my gosh, since 2008, Y'all, how many freaking political shows? I mean, I know we had the West Wing like pre-2008. I know we had some sort of political shows, but I feel like they just like went off the rails after 2008. Like so many political shows. We're going to have that much like sci-fi tech AI takeover. Those type of shows. Watch. You're going to be shocked. It's going to be like all of your whole Netflix queue. And they'll probably just get better and better. Okay, and I'm also going to talk about that a lot more, Pluto entering into Aquarius and what that means. Again, because this is a transit that's lasting over the next 20 years. It's not going to be like Pluto all of a sudden enters Aquarius and it's going to be like, oh, I see exactly what this is going to mean. It's going to be a long, slow process. We're slowly different. Now, I do think something might come. We may start seeing some different things, especially some like projections of things that might be happening. We also might see... I'm really thinking that this whole Elon Musk Neuralink thing is going to become a lot more mainstream soon. I mean, we're already just, you can just look at the news and tell that. But I think like the cons of that and like what inserting AI in your body might do. And I think it's going to be a topic of discussion even more than it already is. On March 25th, Mars will be entering into cancer until May 20th. Okay, so we talked a little bit about this earlier. When Mars is in Cancer, we tend to take indirect action. This can feel uncomfortable for Mars because this is not his preferred approach to anything in life. 
We may find ourselves only able to take action when we feel emotionally balanced, or we may take action when we've gotten to the end of our rope. So that can kind of tend to happen when Mars is in Cancer. We let something build up. We don't talk to people about things that are frustrating. And then we have big emotional outbursts that come out sideways on people. So just be aware of that for the next few months. This transit can definitely lead to emotional outbursts and taking things personally <laughs> and dwelling on them for a while. Um, so resist this urge. This can also be a really powerful time to connect with your intuition and focus on inner peace rather than outward success. But you may feel pulled in two different directions, especially now that the sun is in Aries. Um, so yeah, see if you can dirt while and while this is happening it really is important to connect to your emotions, to connect to what you're feeling. Ask yourself what you're needing to say. Ask yourself where you're needing to take action, even if it's uncomfortable, to take it anyway. And you can be loving to yourself. You can be gentle to yourself. You know, you don't have to be an asshole to yourself. But it's still really important that while Mars is in Cancer for us to hold ourselves to a standard of being direct, being straightforward, um, not letting ourselves get caught up in a story of victimhood, of passivity, because those are definitely things that can happen and come up um, with Mars and Cancer. So on the 26th, Mercury is conjunct Chiron. So again, we have another Chiron transit. Early wounds and our daily thoughts are up. We've been doing a dance with Chiron for a while with various planets meeting him in the sky to look at our early childhood woundings and how we take action. Mercury comes together with Chiron today asking, what are our consistent day-to-day -day thoughts and how are they inspiring or delaying action? We've had some sextiles going on with this same energy. I think last month we've had Mercury sextiling Chiron. And I said, now this is the time to look at this because <laughs> this is a nice time to look at this where the energy is flowing, but you have to be active about it because sextiling, you have to take action on it yourself. It's not going to just fall on your lap. This is fall in your lap energy, but fall in your lap energy might not feel super comfortable. It might be that all of a sudden you're finding yourself completely like overwhelmed with emotions and memories from early childhood around taking action. It could be that you start taking action because of your childhood woundings. Um, so this is to look at it today, you know, just look at it today. <laughs> Mars is currently in cancer, so there's actually... You know, though that can be a little tricky when it comes to taking action, where it comes to putting ourselves out there, cancer, you know, Mars is in cancer, we can be a little bit more, you know, dwell and hold things and be a little bit more resentful. But it's really good for us to be able to see what's going on with us emotionally. And we have a lot of access to healing energy. So this is so this airy season, we can't simply push through and expect to get results. We must look at our motivations, both emotionally and psychologically. We are almost to the end. <laughs> it is we are on March 28th. And Mercury is conjuncting Jupiter. So what I do love is that as these planets are going through and having these conjunctions with Chiron about this heal, this early wounds, they're then conjuncting Jupiter where there's a lot of expansion and ability to teach what we're learning. So Chiron, I talked a lot about the early wounding part of it, but it's also our ability to heal ourselves so we can heal others. So as you're looking at those wounds on the 26, how you're taking action or not taking action, and you're able to, you know, 
process that through and heal yourself on the 28th, this may be a time where you're able to share that wisdom, where you're able to talk about it. So be thoughtful of that. This is a fantastic, but it may not be about that subject. I'm just throwing that out there that I like that transit that's happening that they keep hitting Chiron and then hitting Jupiter. Um, but just this transit on its own is a fantastic time for writing, communication, and speaking of all kinds. If you have, okay, so business people, listen, if you have any offer that you're wanting to promote, March 28th, there's actually several good days to promote yourself in the month of March. Um, the 28th is definitely one. If you create any kind of content that requires speaking or writing, plan to do a lot of it today. If you have a list set up, you'll definitely get through it. But if you don't have anything, so I'm saying that because Aries kind of tends to just run at whatever's in front of it. So if you have a list of things that you're trying to get done that day and it's in front of you, you will get it done. If you don't have a list, you're going to find yourself taking action. <laughs> and I, I wrote in my notes that you might find yourself writing a novel that you have no real intention of completing. That is a very Mercury conjunct Jupiter and Aries kind of day. So which is fine. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there's a lot more constructive ways to use that energy. Um, also, be really aware of what you say that day. This is definitely a day where you can get on social media and get to the comment section and be a little troll, you know, which I think all of us have probably at least done that once in our lives. Um, but this is the day that we and even if you're not being a troll, maybe you're being a thousand percent in the right. Um, and maybe you need to say what you're saying. But it's also likely a waste of energy. And let's be real, nobody has ever changed their mind based on a conversation or argument that happened over social media. So just be aware of that today. And not in not just in social media that can also be happening like in our personal conversations with people. Um, but again, if you're somebody that struggles to speak their mind struggles to speak up, this can be a really good transit to help you do that. On March 30th, we have a Mars trine Saturn. This is actually the only trine that I have written down for the entire month. And this is also the first aspect with Saturn and Pisces. Um, and interestingly enough, it's with the other malefic Mars and a water sign. So both malefics, Saturn and Mars, are in water signs. So Saturn moving through Pisces is so much to do with bringing structure to the feminine and healing the intuition and healing intuition to the masculine. The two must learn to work together. I think that this transit really signifies Mars's support of that. Mars is, after all, the planet that rules masculinity and external action. However, it's currently in Cancer, the zodiac, the mother of the zodiac. This means that we are currently taking action. How we are currently taking action is dependent upon our feelings, which we talked a little bit about earlier. And Saturn in Pisces means our structures are dependent upon our intuition and universal wisdom as well, because Saturn's our structures and our discipline. These two planets meeting in the sky today um, signifies that they're willing to flow with each other within these watery feminine energies. We can find motivation through our emotions as much as we can find structure through our intuition. I'm going to say that again. We can find motivation through our emotions as much as we can find structure through our intuition. Together, these two planets help us with the action and structure in a healing, nurturing, and supporting way. So what that means is that if you will connect to your emotions on and around the 30th, if you will connect to your intuitions on and around the 30th, 
you will be able to channel a lot of really inspired energy on what structures and what actions need to be put in place. However, if you are not connecting to your intuition, if you are not connecting to your emotions, you are likely to really struggle to know what you actually need to be getting done. You might end up doing a lot of work you didn't really need to be doing. Um, and you might be doing a lot of work based on an emotional reaction or not doing anything <laughs> because your emotions feel kind of stuck. And that's probably more likely to happen. It's less likely that you'll be doing a lot of stuff that you don't need to be doing unless you just have a ton of fire in your chart. It's more likely that you're going to feel stuck and not really doing anything and kind of float off into dreamy, dreamy land. Um, on that day. On the same day, we have Venus conjuncting Uranus. We in the this is a very eccentric transit and it definitely can make you impulsive when it comes to money and relationships. So, we want to find a way to inject some change, some difference, some innovation in to our relationships if we're in partnerships um, and also maybe doing something creative, interesting, off the wall. So maybe that's experimenting in the bedroom. Maybe that's even with your money um, or your sense of creativity, doing something that's off the wall. Because here's what can happen. What can happen is we make not so great decisions when it comes to relationships sometimes around that time. Um, we make take impulsive action that we didn't really mean to or want to take because we feel restless or we feel so, I mean, it could be like breaking off a relationship. It could be being unfaithful within your relationship. It could be getting back together with that guy that you really didn't want to get back together with, but you were just, you know, bored and wanted something interesting to do. Um, it could be taking a financially risky decision or blowing a lot of money because you just feel impulsive and frustrated. And so find a way for that Uranian energy to get out. Find creative ways for it to get out. And sometimes that just means moving. Sometimes you just need to physically move your body, dance, go crazy. But it also can mean that you need to go, you know, dress weird that day. Do something funky to your hair. Go shopping and find, you know. But here's the thing. If you're going to go shopping and find clothes, have a budget. Maybe don't even take your credit card. Maybe take cash. <laughs> Maybe, you know, have a very strict idea of, okay, this is what I'm going to spend because you will, it's very likely that all of a sudden you spent a grand and you did not mean to do that. Um, and same, in, you know, if this is, it's fine to experiment. It's fine to have fun. It's fine to be curious. It's fine to, but making sure that you plan for that. And that might be like, plan some sort of adventure that day. Do something fun and interesting. Um plan for that so that it doesn't sneak up on you and you're expressing it in maybe an unhealthy or damaging way. Okay, I that is the end of your March deep dive. I hope you guys have a fantastic month. Thanks so much for tuning in. Okay, have a great day. Bye.